Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I don't know what Nikki Haley is doing, but I'm here for it. As predicted, as expected this weekend, Nikki Haley, uh, she got crushed by Donald Trump in the South Carolina primary. Her home state, by the way, as expected. But she got 40%. Is that a victory? Again, I don't know what she's doing. There's no path for her to win the nomination. At least that's what everybody tells us. Do we believe them, Dave? Do we believe what everybody, what the pundits say? You are a political expert. I, know I sure you, am, you, yeah. You, oh, yeah, you, yeah. In your off time, you go over everything. But Well, I, I think there's some nuance to what you just said. Uh, there is no path, I think, for her to overtake Trump, assuming nothing drastic changes. I think that is clear. Uh, a path to her being the nominee would be, uh, to me... Um, the Supreme Court weighing in on Trump's eligibility yep. to win or something else something causing else a stray Trump. cheeseburger. Yes, some a stray point. cheeseburger. Right. And um, no, I don't want, I'm not making light. I'm not, you know, saying that, ooh, you know, Donald Trump might die. Ooh, that'd be great. No, but something could happen. Yes. And it's mo- most likely would have to do something in a courtroom and, when you're facing 91 indictments. And then I think Nikki Haley wants to be Correct. number one with a bullet next in line. Yep. Or maybe number two with a bullet. Why she's say. hanging around. Yeah. And the numbers are there. If you've seen the polling, Nikki Haley uh, fairly easily beats Joe Biden. Uh, Donald Trump, it depends on which poll you're looking at. He beats Joe Biden, but not by the margin that Nikki Haley would. So what is what is her game? I, are you like me? I, I, I'm here for it. We should have more options. We should have other options. But... And why more people aren't getting behind it? I don't know. If it were like if I had a three person choice right now between Joe Biden, Nikki Haley, and Donald Trump, I think I'd pick Nikki Haley. Even though if I, and that's more of just like a a feeling of like stability. And and I know Joe Biden fans are going to be going, well, "What are you talking about stability? Look at the economy. Look at how we've come out of COVID." I get that. But there's also just the reality of how people feel about Joe Biden. And my fear is, because of that, Donald Trump wins. And if you tell me what's my main goal in this election, what do I want to see more than anything else? It's that Donald Trump doesn't win again. And I know that. I I know you're going to come at me. It's about Donald Trump, pure and simple. It's not about republicanism. It's about Donald Trump. By the way, I'll say this again. I've said it before. Rhino, you know, all the Trump Republicans that call other Republicans rhinos. It's the Trump Republican Party that's the rhino party, Republican in name only. And it's his party. Rona McDaniel, uh, she's out. She's uh, done as RNC chair. He's going to put his guy in there, somebody who questions elections. And this is the full transformation of what used to be the Republican Party into the Trump Party. And Nikki Haley represents still 
a party you may still vehemently agree with and think uh, Republicans are dangerous or damaging for the country. I'm not willing to go there. I think extremes on both sides are the reason that uh, we're in the place we are and that is damaging to this country. And to me, Nikki Haley represents uh, stability, normalcy, and that's why out of the three, I would pick her. And if there was a way to broker some back alley deal where we go, look, Republicans, here's the deal. I know you want Trump, but you can get Nikki Haley, which means you get your Supreme Court nominees. You get a lot of your agenda. You get your way on the border and all these other issues. But Trump's not the president. Yeah, I think a lot of people would sign I up think, for that. I think you're right. I really do. Because there's a lot of people that are holding their nose, including, by the way, uh, the people who endorse him. Uh, I rarely watch Saturday Night Live live anymore. You know, I watch the the next day YouTube videos, and their cold open <laughs> this week was uh, it was Tim Scott, Lindsey Graham, uh, Marco Rubio, and I forget the fourth senator. And they were at this Trump party, and there were it was like, oh yeah, you know, like saying out loud, yeah, we love Donald, but oh god, we have to support. That's what we're facing, and those are people. I think a lot of the people who hold their nose and support Donald Trump would would be in that category. And again, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, the money might run out. She says she's in it for the long haul. We'll see. Uh, after Super Tuesday, she's going to be here today, by the way, I believe, this evening. Nikki Haley will be in town. If she's listening right now, maybe in town. Call in, Nikki. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Call in. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, but I'm all for it. And here's the thing, too, and maybe this is the other question. Why do I, um, I think many of us look at her and say, yeah, you go, girl, and Dean Phillips doing the same thing. And it's like, Dean, what the hell are you doing? How dare you, Dean? Isn't it the same thing? Isn't it, don't we want options? And Dean Phillips last week making news on with Chad saying, hey, I'd run with Nikki Haley. And after uh, the South Carolina primary, the talking heads on Fox were wondering the same thing. Is she positioning herself for a, quote, no-labels run? Again, I don't know, but I'm here for it. 651-461-9226. A lot of texts coming in. I'd love to hear from you, too, on this. I Aren't you intrigued by this, at least? Or do you feel like she is damaging... Um, to both sides, whether it's whether you're a Trump Republican saying get on board, Nikki, or whether you're a Joe Biden fan saying uh, she's going to draw votes from Joe Biden, even though that won't happen unless she's a third party candidate. I think, see, I think if you're a Joe Biden fan, you're loving this. Like, yeah, I mean, Gavin Newsom said yesterday she's the best surrogate we have out there for Democrats. So maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of her strategy, ensuring that Donald Trump doesn't get back to the White House. Uh, here's a text right here. And again, uh, this is Nikki Haley is Trumpism in high heels. Nikki Haley says she will pardon Trump. She supports the ruling that says frozen embryos are children. Uh, I do not agree uh, that... Uh, I don't know what to Sorry about that. Adam, you are spot on. Thank you. I do, do I need to read any more of this text? We don't want Trump... We don't want Haley to pardon Trump. SNL was great. Why can't we all get along? All want the best for Americans. Honestly, the election with will come down to vice presidential pick on both sides. I don't know about that. I, I, and I understand the feeling there, saying, okay, these are two very old gentlemen 
that may not make it through four years, and that's why the vice presidential pick will be so important. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it holds a little more sway than it does in a usual election, meaning the vice presidential pick. Usually the vice presidential pick is just, you know, let's pick a state that we want to win. Let's find a, a politician from that state. And that uh, that is the reasoning for it. Um, why not add another Democrat like Dean Phillips? Again, that's we. I've been saying that too. Let's... Are there people in waiting, just like Nikki Haley is doing it just more publicly, whereas on the Democratic side, is there somebody behind the scenes that's ready to be to step in? Uh, first of all, no to Nikki. Second, she's losing her supporters' money. Third, she's a rhino ruining the GOP status. Graham is a rhino, too. See, I, I think you're wrong. I'm, I, think, <laughs> I think Nikki Haley and Lindsey Graham are still uh, what we have known as Republicans and it's the Trump party now that is Republican in name only. Uh, Jesse, uh, Adam, I want Jesse Ventura to come out of the woodwork and run. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, preach, brother. Amen to everything you just said about Trump and Republicans. I'm a conservative, biased voter, but Trump doesn't deserve to be a president again. 651-461-9226. Lots of texts coming in. We'd love a phone call. Let's go. Are you here for the Nikki Haley show? I am. Uh, let me know why. Six five or why not? Six five one four six one nine two two six. More after this. Jordana is off. Jordana is in wa- or flying to Washington D.C. right now, uh, participating in another January sixth. No, I'm kidding. She is. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone full Republican. She yeah, said, yeah. She, "You know, leave it to her to surprise us all." But no, she's uh, actually advocating for. Uh, Be the match, which I forget their new name. I'm sorry. NMDB. Thank you. NMDB. Um, They'll they'll always be Be the match. No, she's advocating as a person who's a cancer survivor, a a, a transplant uh, recipient. Uh, Good on her. We'll check in with her uh, later uh, this week. Uh, She's out uh, through Wednesday. Uh, We're talking about Nikki Haley. Uh, She lost, as expected, her home state of South Carolina. Many people say, well, what are you doing? Uh, you lost. You've got no clear path forward. I heard her described as a lottery ticket, like supporting her as a lottery ticket. Uh, there's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today about that, and I think I agree with that, saying if something should happen, you know, the, the front runner is facing some legal challenges. If something should happen, she would be able to step right in. <clears throat> and I'm wondering, is that, the, is that the only reason she's doing what she's doing, or is there, is there a third-party run? It's intriguing. And I'm here for it. Uh, Pete is called in in Roseville on the WCCO talk line. Pete, uh, good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for calling in. What do you, what's your sense on this Nikki Haley thing? What do you think she's up to? You know, I, I'm, I'm wondering about the third party yep. one, too. And I, I guess I'd, I'm with you, anybody but Trump. Um, yep. As long as it doesn't um, hurt anybody else's chances of winning, you know, anybody but Trump. I was wondering about Hakeem Jeffries being named as Biden's vice president. Running man? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's, he's never come up, you know, in the, in the pundits view. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's just too valuable as, minority you know, leader. in yep. the house right now. Yeah. As minority right? leader. Yeah. Right. Right. Because the, the Dems are looking to take over the house in the next election and 
he'd be an excellent fit for that. But yeah. that I don't know. But I I agree with you. In the third party run, I was even before it was talked about. Honestly, I was thinking she she'll probably run as a third party and have you know Dean as a running mate. So I don't know about that. I mean, it's like you know, there's a reason that, you know Dean Phillips didn't just throw didn't pull that out of thin air and throw that out there. I don't know, maybe he did, but but sure seems like that wouldn't like there's some like intention there, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, Pete, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. That was Pete in Roseville and by all. If you want to jump in on the conversation, like Pete did. Our phone lines are always open, 651-461-9226. Kamala Harris is perfectly capable of being president, that from a texter. Um, I think I agree with you. Unfortunately, again, this is one of those things where she has been heavily criticized. And if you're a vice president and you're making news for the wrong reasons, I think that's a bad thing. And I, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, her absence on the border, her... <clears throat> Her responses to certain questions. I guess I don't. I honestly, I'm not fully vested as to what her drawbacks, significant drawbacks are. But she has been a problem, I think, for the Biden administration. But how do you do? Does I mean, there's no indication right now that he is going to jettison her and pick another uh, candidate uh, to run with. Um, again, back to the question of how important our vice president. I think it's pretty important, though, when you're dealing with somebody who's of these advanced ages, yeah, yeah. these two gentlemen. I think, you know, the, what the texture said there, um, that she would make a good president. Yeah. That, I think that may be true, and that's certainly a defendable sure. stance. Yeah. I think the other question is, is she somebody who's electable? Yep. Which I think the answer to that is clearly no at this point. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good call there. Her- Haley is verbally blasting Trump pretty hard, and rightly so. It'll be very interesting to see if she caves and consents to run as his VP. There's zero chance that uh, I think she would be Donald Trump's pick as vice president. He has pretty much said as much. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, how does Trump have a hold on so many people with all his lies and venomous attacks? Everything is a disaster when he speaks. How about Fox Neil Cavuto fact checking of Trump on Friday it was epic. I'll have to look that up. I didn't see that. I agree with you and Dave. Nikki will be around to pick up the pieces when the legal system takes Trump down. That's from Jan. I don't know though. I mean, it sure seems like there's a lot of legal, uh, pro- obviously it doesn't seem, there are massive legal problems for Donald Trump. But if I'm ready to say uh, those are open and shut cases and that uh, that's going to derail him, I'm not ready to say that at all. I mean, how many times have we said, though, oh, this is it, oh, this is it, this has got to be it, and nothing ever happens, including comments this weekend to black conservatives like Honestly, the blacks love me because I'm indicted too, and the my mugshot T-shirts are really selling. Honestly, I said this this weekend. Donald Trump is AI proof, and when I mean that, you know, we we're all worried about AI deep fakes that they're going to make a candidate, you know, a video of a candidate saying or doing something that would uh, turn everybody against him. Donald Trump's AI proof. You could come up with any video of him saying or doing anything. It ain't going to matter. It won't matter. Ain't my dad is up in heaven rolling because he already says things weirder I than know, the AI that's can I'm come saying. up with. There's nothing; it would not change any minds. Uh, it's pathetic that our government is not capable of coming up with other nominees. It's not our government's fault; it's our fault. It's our fault. We have to step up and say enough's enough. Which is why I go back to the point: I'm here for the Nikki Haley show. Is she, she's at a fundraiser tonight, I believe. Uh, I'd go if I had the cash. 
what, 10 grand, uh, you know, get a plate of dinner and maybe a, a meet and greet with uh, if I If I could do that, pool in the money, I'll start a GoFundMe, uh, get the money together, and I'll just show up there and say, Nikki, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Uh, off topic, but what if people uh, with frozen embryos claim them on their taxes and independence? Yeah, we'll get to that at some point. I'll probably wait till Jordana's back, and I know she has very strong feelings about that. But, a very, you know, the Alabama ruling, in a, Trump came out against it. A lot of other conservatives coming out against it because they know that's a losing issue for them. Um, the black conservative audience Trump made those comments to was mostly white. I don't know about that. I didn't see the, uh, I didn't see the crowd. They never show the crowds. They never turn the cameras. They never show the crowds. No to Kamala. Dems will bring in Michelle Obama because Barack is running the show now. I okay, yes. <laughs> Even your, your dear leader Donald Trump says that too, that it's Barack Obama running the show, secretly running the White House. Uh, no, he's not. Uh, the most prosperous of the statement of the year goes to thinking Kamala Harris would be a good president, LOL. V- Vice President is in charge of the border security. Do you realize that the Constitution requires an absolute majority of electoral votes to win the presidency? A third-party candidacy would risk the likelihood that any of the three candidates would win a majority, and then the election goes to the House of Representatives, where each state's delegation uh, gets one vote. The Constitution doesn't say how a state's vote is allotted in case of a tie among the state's congressional delegation. Minnesota has four Democrats, four Republicans, so its vote might not get counted if it were a tie vote. I did not know. I, I think I had some idea of rec- uh, ability. If yeah, if you if you fail to get as a two seventy electoral votes needed to win the presidency, uh, I would go to the House of Representatives. They say may you live in interesting times, and that would certainly be interesting. By the way, that event tonight, Nikki Haley in town, uh, free and spots, it is. spots still available. Would you like me to sign you up? What email do you want that ticket to go to? Come on, now I got to put up. You're going to go right. It's a free thing. Okay, I'm signing you up right now. I can't do that. Come I, on, I, I can't. You know, like then, then I, I mean, that's it's a, a two. I, I'm busy. Today. You just said you. I'm to supp- go. I'm I'm on a radio station supporting. So the Kino. Odyssey email is that the one I should put in here? Right. <laughs> Might get bounced back. Uh we'll uh, get back to that. Uh, Michael Broadcorp, who. Uh, was a, a GOP staffer uh, for the state of Minnesota. He's joined the program before. I want to get his thoughts on what he thinks uh, Nikki Haley's motivations are. He's going to join the program at 1035 this morning. We'll also talk about his, uh, his uh, handicapping on Minnesota's chances of possibly going Republican in 2024. Could that happen? Uh, might happen in the Minnesota House, but well, what about other electable candidates from Republicans. It's been a while. We'll get his thoughts at 1035. We'll continue with some local politics next. Dave Kleiss is the long-term mayor of St. Cloud, and he held a town hall for constituents that lasted 24 hours. Why? That's my first question to Dave Kleiss next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. If you watch any videos of, like, city council meetings nowadays, we talked about it last week about Minneapolis and the lack of decorum, lack of civility. You know that people feel entitled to get up there and tell our elected officials what they really think of them, which begs me the question, why would you want to take a full day, 
24 hours to meet with your constituents. But that's exactly what our next guest did. Dave Kleiss is the longtime mayor of St. Cloud, Minnesota. He joins us on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Dave, why in the hell would you spend a full day talking face to face with your constituents? <laughs> seems like a lot of pain. Seems like a lot of pain to me. Yeah. Well, good morning. Actually, uh, it's uh, it was actually I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, what made you, know, you do this? So, what? So, you took us a you took a full twenty four hours to have a, a town hall. Is that right? Explain uh, where the idea came from and then how you executed it. Well, I, it, it really, I mean, I've done town hall meetings uh, since I've been mayor. So this, this was actually when 975th and I do one every wow. week, at least once a week. And, uh, I, I did that, uh, early cause I, first of all, I think people should be accessible, but the other part is, um, you know, if, if the more access you have, um, I think the, you know, you can solve a lot of these issues and, and a lot of times people don't want to go to a council meeting. They don't want to go to a meeting. Let's say if you go have a meeting, um, you know, let's say 50 people show up, 20 people show up. How many people speak normally? One or two, yep. three, possibly. Uh, the greatest fear is uh, public speaking. I think 80% of uh, Americans are afraid of public speaking. So so if that's the only time you're going to hear people, you're only going to get about 20% of the folks that are willing to do that. In a town hall meeting where you have a, you know, a few people show up, that's why I have them all the time. And um, it, it, it really gives you an opportunity to have a dialogue one-on-one uh, with a lot of folks. And I do the 24-hour wipe. That's the second time I've done this is because every now and then I'll get someone saying, I can never make it to your town hall meetings. I work shifts. I don't, you know, I sleep during the day. I get off. And so uh, somebody told me that about 10 years ago. So I had a 24-hour one about a decade ago. And then uh, somebody recently, about a month ago, actually, uh, uh, set it up. And I said, well, you know, I'll set up another 24-hour one. So uh and uh, and rightly so. Um, he, one gentleman came in uh, at about 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He had just, in fact, he was still um, in his uniform. He's a correction officer over at the, the prison here in St. Cloud. He just got off of work, came right over. And he said, you know, I and he, we had a great conversation. He stayed uh, for about an hour and a half and uh, with uh, some other folks. So it's designed to give access and I think because it's 24 hours, too, some people feel, okay, if it's 24 hours, I can try to slip in there when there's only one or two people. Right. So I'll actually get the the conversation, and, and people took advantage of that. One guy showed up at, like, 2 in the morning right when I started, <laughs> and uh, he was there for three hours, and we had a nice conversation. Other people came in and joined in, but uh, well, it was a great conversation. Dave, they, you know, the old saying is nothing good happens after midnight. So are you a little leery of the people that show up in the middle of the night, or do you have any security or protection there for you? Uh, you know, I, uh, I am right in the city hall, and everybody knows about it. But you know, I uh, I, I I feel fairly comfortable, uh, you know, doing that. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's camera on me. I always tell people, there's a camera on me. If they find me, they'll at least know who did it. <laughs> you bring <laughs> up. No, a, I'm just kidding. You bring up a good. I, I do have people that showed up. But you bring so up two. Up. Yep, you two. You bring up two really good points, though, and that are very in, in, in all seriousness. I think a the accessibility. We want to have our elected officials accessible to us but b there's something different dave and i think you know this just as well as anybody else that when there are no cameras there when someone doesn't have to get up and it provides an opportunity for grandstanding when it's just two people talking i think those are very much more constructive and real conversations than the ones that are caught on camera would you not agree with that oh 100 in fact uh I see the the difference in, you know, oftentimes you know, I'll have somebody that may, you know, they might shoot an email even. I've noticed this. I've been, you know, I've been serving St. Cloud for a long time. 
I'll share an email that may have, you know, be a little strongly worded and it's, you know, it's anonymous or whatever it may be. Or it's usually not even anonymous, but if, if I can figure out a way to call them back, I call them back and we have a dialogue and it changes. I mean, it's, uh, it's always one of those things. It's always, uh, some, I don't know who said it, but it's, it's always hate. It's always tough to hate in person yeah. <laughs> and one on one because you're having a dialogue. And so uh, when I have a dialogue and I had, you know, I had a great, you know, I had over 85 people show up during the 24 hour period. So that's pretty good. A pretty steady stream. And so we had, we had a great conversation. It was very, uh, you know, I, I learned, in fact, when people come to these, it's not just what, you know, they're learning things or having a, di- you know, a conversation with me. I learned uh, things from folks that um, I may not know if I didn't have that opportunity. And so it is. It's a, it's really then a conversation, uh, and really you can you can disagree. Um, you know, there's obviously we all disagree. I grew up in a family of eleven of us in a household, so I was telling people none of us agreed. Of course, we had a dictator as a dad, so yeah. he whatever he said went. Um, but my dad, uh, you know, the thing is, we all had different opinions in a community of you know seventy thousand people plus. We have different opinions too. So this gives an opportunity just to have a dialogue and. And I learn a lot, and a lot of folks get an opportunity to. And I, I, I follow up. I'm following up on a lot of things that I. Some people gave some great suggestions, um, you know, and it ran the gamut of topics. I tell you, <laughs> every topic you could think of was there. Even if there wasn't a city topic, we had a nice uh, conversation. So it was, it was a good opportunity. And the fact that 85 people showed up helped me stay awake for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I read too in the article. There's an article about it in the Star Tribune. It said you would uh, run the steps if you if you were getting a little tired. Is that right? Yeah, you know, I had it right at the bottom in the front entrance, so there's steps right there. So when you walk in, and then you can go steps up. I figure I just had my built-in stairmaster, <laughs> um, and believe it or not, I think I even just being in the same room around the same area, I still got I think five thousand steps in. So, wow, <laughs> so good I move. was able to. I, nice. I think there was the whole twenty-four hours. There, there was you know less than an hour where there was just me uh, there, so I didn't have as much time uh, of walking back and forth, but I. I uh, did have a lot of great conversations, and unfortunately, we have motion detectors, and I don't notice this during the day when I'm there, but uh, if you're not moving every three minutes or so, lights the lights go off, yep. so uh, I'd have to stand up and wave my arms every now and then. That was my exercise, too. We're talking to uh, Dave Kleiss. He's the mayor of St. Cloud, just participated in a t- full 24-hour uh, town hall, and he said he had over 80 people come in and talk to him. Back to the the accessibility issue. As someone who's been in news and now a talk show host for better part of twenty some years, the accessibility just from the media standpoint, the inability of us now to get a hold of our elected officials is really troubling to me. And I'm wondering what is your what would be your message to other elected officials who feel like, you know, I don't really need to have that accessibility. I can talk to the certain media outlets that are are favorable to me. What would you say to folks like that who have that kind of uh, mentality? Well, you know, and I, and I give this advice often, especially because I'm always, always encouraging, uh, especially young people to get involved. And I always say the first thing, first and foremost thing that you need to do is connect with people. So you got to have access. I mean, you've got to have accessibility. Uh, I do these town hall meetings. I, I do, um, you know, locally here uh, from, you know, call-ins, some, you know, folks can call in radio call-ins uh, on a regular basis too. But if you don't have that accessibility, um, how do you, you know, you really can't, um, you know, have a conversation. You, you're you're looking at, uh, and also if you only do it every so often, some folks do it maybe once a year at a lot of town hall. Well, then things fester and they build up, and then yep. you're then you're focusing on one issue when there's so many things that just might you know come to mind. Uh, you know, 
that somebody just wants to call. I mean, I, I, I give out my, my phone number. I give out my home number. I give out my office number. Uh, and I've had people call. Uh, sometimes uh, sometimes late in the, you know, they have a, something comes to their mind, they give me a call. And, uh, you know, uh, so it's it's just easier to to represent if you have that availability. And, you know, I haven't had anybody you know, uh, uh, you know, abuse that access and, you know, um, you know, because there's no such thing as that. If somebody has something, they want to talk to me for a period of time. Now I've had some, some, you know, I, I walk a lot around town. So people coming up to me and chat, but you know, people, the vast majority of people just want to have a, a, you know, a conversation. And if you, if you're accessible, uh, that becomes a uh, really a a two way conversation and it, it doesn't build up. You don't get the anger. The less accessible, I think, the more angry people get. They get turned yeah. off, and then they go to a meeting, and then you hear somebody. You know, I've been to meetings where you go there, somebody gets up, and they're really angry, and they're, you know, you know, they're again. I think some of that may be grandstanding, some of that may be, you know, posturing. But then anybody else in the crowd, they don't want to get up and follow and follow because they feel, wow, I'm, you know, it's just it, it creates the toxicity that I think, you know, and I've noticed it. I've been representing the circuit for a very long time. I think it's gotten worse over the years as people have become less accessible, yep. uh, you know, and I get a lot of people that have come and talk about all kinds of issues because they can't get a hold of their federal folks. <laughs> state folks. Um, so I mean, they talk about an issue that may not be a city issue. And I right. usually always clarify that. I always say, you know, it's not a city issue, but I'll listen. Yeah. I'll listen to your concern. I mean, and they usually say, well, I know it's not, but nobody, uh, I can't get a hold of anybody else. And Dave, I should, you know, so. you should point out too, it's like, like people might be listening. Well, oh, come on, you know, there's a small town mayor. Well, St. Cloud's not a small town. And obviously your community, you've been mayor since 2005, has seen big changes. I mean, very diverse community growing of a significant population, minority population increasing, which has, we've seen, has led to some tension there. And so, I mean, it's remarkable that you say that, that it's really nobody's ever abused the fact that uh, you are so accessible. Uh, that's that's a testament, I think, not only to you, but again, I think it's a testament, too, to who we are as a people when it comes down to it and we have personal connections. Yeah, and I, I've, I've made that uh, you know observation. Uh, it's when you have that dialogue and that conversation. We can disagree. I've had people that I've had, you know, very, uh, you know, strong um, disagreements with, but uh, mutual respect. Once you start having a dialogue and a conversation, that's why, you know, I, I do these dinners too with strangers. And the caveat is that, and I, and I do them at my home. Uh, the caveat is that I, I can't know who they are. So once eight people sign up, I have a dinner, I cook them some chili. Nobody's ever gotten nice. sick. So that's, uh, that's a healthy <laughs> thing, <laughs> but, but we have a dialogue and I get to know people. Yep. I mean, the very first one I did is, um, you know, years, uh, many months later, years, uh, he became my community engagement director. He works now at City Hall. <laughs> so I didn't even know he was in advance, but you create a dialogue, you create that relationship, and things are about relationship building. So it is important that you you have those yeah. conversations, and it, it does. It reduces the, the tension and the animosity and, the, and the, the division that we have. The less accessible, I think, the, the more there's division. So, yeah, I think it's important to be accessible and have those conversations. That's why you're, I mean, I, I learned a long time ago, that's why they, rep, they elect you to represent right. them. You represent them. How can you represent people you don't talk to? That's right. A couple texts coming in here, Dave. Dave from St. Cloud should run for president. This guy seems really sensible. Are uh, you running uh, any higher office or are you going to run for mayor again? I, obviously, there's no term limits up there. You've been mayor for quite a while. 
Well, you know, I was in the state Senate for 11 years, yep. and uh, I, I kind of got away from the, the partisan things. They got so divisive. I, I like the local piece of it. I mean, I love uh, I love St. Cloud. Love the, you know, I love, uh, you know, talking about, uh, although this year has been great because yep. I haven't had all the snow plowing complaints I normally That's would true. have. Because so, but, you know, St. Cloud's, uh, you know, uh, a city. And, you know, again, you said you're right. It's a regional center. We're over, you know, over 180,000 people in St. Cloud every day. Uh, but I like the local piece. Yep. So, uh, you know, I focus on what I'm doing right now. I don't even know whether I don't decide uh, on elections. I, so I, I focus on service. Elections come and uh, finally doesn't happen till May. So I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do, um, uh, if whether I'm going to file again or not. I, I, I take that uh, I focus on service first and then decide that when uh, there's a there's a requirement to file, I will do that. But no, I, I like the local part of yeah. uh of a service and that's what i appreciate well, doing and i love this community there's a lesson to be learned there and that's why i wanted to talk to you we've had you on before and i'm sure we'll have you on again dave thank you so much for the time today and uh we appreciate it and uh, keep doing uh, the positive work up there uh, service first we sure appreciate that thank you appreciate you having me on and uh, enjoy this beautiful yeah uh, summer summer weather almost today yeah. maybe one day and then winter back tomorrow but yeah I, right. I get it. Yeah, thanks dave uh, dave Minnesota. yep dave kleiss uh, mayor of st cloud 951 on cco uh, lots of texts of support for Dave Kleiss, Dave for president. And you, I tell you, he before he mentioned that, I'd forgotten that he'd been in the Minnesota State Senate too. But and you met, you looked it up about the diversity of St. Cloud twenty in two thousand. It was what ninety one percent white. That's correct. And now it's like sixty seven. Now it's sixty seven percent. In that same time, the black population has gone from two yeah. percent to nearly twenty percent. Meaning that. Uh, Obviously, when the demographics of a city that size change like that, there yeah. is going to be, and there has been. There was a time when uh, you heard the name St. Cloud, and you just assumed, well, that's a lot of racism in St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. And, and St. Cloud State University actually had, was part of the, um, was led in examining race relations in the city, and I think had a whole, at least coursework, des- devoted to that. But the point being that Dave Kleiss has overseen quite a significant amount of changes in St. Cloud and seemingly has done so, uh, earning the respect of basically all his constituents. Uh, just I thought it was well worth uh, having him on to talk about that uh, town hall commitment and just his effort to remain accessible and remain uh, committed to talking to the people who put him there, which a lot of our other uh, elected officials could learn a lesson. Uh, from that. Uh, next hour, we'll uh, return to the Nikki Haley conversation. Michael Broadcorp, former uh, GOP staffer here in the state of Minnesota, will uh, join us, uh, talk about uh, what she's doing and the chances for Republicans in the state of Minnesota in this election year. But first, before that, we got quick takes coming up, and it's a solo mission because Jordana's off. So what am I... Uh, what am I going to be peppered with coming up? Well, Byron Buxton is returning to the outfield this week, and AT&T is offering a credit for customers involved in that outage last week. Ooh, a significant amount of money. Well, we'll see. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 